0: Comforting classics,
1: fresh new content,
0: something old, something new, join Emma and Lucy each month for a new podcast from Fan Critical. Hello and welcome to another episode of Something Old, Something New, the Fan Critical podcast where Lucy, moi and Emma, hello toi, discuss something old that we've watched and something new that we've watched. Um, so that can be film, that can be TV. We could probably like branch out to books or podcasts, but we haven't as of yet. But there aren't really any rules on this podcast. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I know you, Miss Bookworm, over there. Wow. Um, have you read any books recently? I'll be honest, Lucy. So it turns out that when your life
1: gets back to normal after the pandemic and you no longer commute on a tube, um, reading is hard to find the time. Yeah. I haven't read yeah. a book for
0: two months. Jesus, for you, that is... I haven't even picked up a book. Bad. Um, Oh, wow. I like to read at night to unwind. That's the only time I read. Yeah, I used to. um, But now I live with
1: someone and um, that just doesn't work anymore. It's not my quiet, peaceful, beautiful space. Um, That'll go.
0: Don't worry. You'll get get to the stage where you, you can easily just sit in silence next to them, read a book oh
1: it's not that going. it's just that there's a person there in my way
0: <laughs> oh that's true they may <laughs> um, want to converse with you
1: so so the answer is no but i did just borrow a book from um a friend of a friend uh, which i've been meaning to read for ages which is sally rooney's conversations with friends which
0: i've never oh, read before yes. um, no, i haven't read any of her stuff but uh normal people on tv was very good so i read normal people um, haven't watched it I loved the book it was
1: amazing so actually I'm quite looking forward to reading that that might be a weekend job because um, of course hmm. I was off work for a year wasn't I on furlough so all i had to do That's was true.
0: read and clean well that was a nice little interlude just about books maybe we could do Indeed. a little book club once we start reading again well I'm reading but not at any great length, um, that would be very nice. But yes, today we'll be discussing something old that we've watched and something new that we've watched. Now that could be new to us, or it could be brand new. It's just come out, so the rules are quite flexible here, and the interpretations of them can be anything really. Uh, Emma, is there? A, would you like to start? Is there any like particular way round you'd like to start, or does? It I I will start. so like, I can theme? segue
1: it from that conversation? So what's happened? What's happened in my life lately is that I've moved in with my other half, which is delightful, and he's moved a television into the bedroom.
0: Yep, love that.
1: Got one. For a long a long time, I've been no telly in the bedroom, which is probably why I read so much. Um, And uh, quite often at night, he'll fall asleep watching the telly and I'll bury my head in a pillow because I can't sleep when there's light or sound. Uh, But the other night, neither of us could sleep, so we put on, we were like, oh, we should put on an old classic, something we both really enjoy. Um, that we've seen so many times that we'll fall asleep um, whilst watching it. I really hope you're going to talk about The Mummy again. Uh, <laughs> I could have another conversation no, about The Mummy. No, but I really, I still haven't got around to watching The Mummy Returns yet, and I really want to. Um, so, no, what we we decided to go for, uh, the, the classic Tarantino, Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, which I have only just seen this year, because yeah, I've never seen exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so, aren't relaxing film having thought that that would be the kind of thing where we could watch it and go oh we know everything that happens we'll just doze off i stayed up and watched the whole thing um because no matter how many times i see it and and, you know we'll do a bit of harking back um to your how the fuck have you not seen that but pulp fiction for me is timeless it does not age it's still as as awesome to me as it was the first time i watched it as a youth um and every time I watch it there's something different that jumps out to me so this time it was I'd forgotten how good John Travolta is um because I'm not a huge John Travolta fan uh and I don't normally you know he doesn't normally kind of make good films, make good films or spark any kind of joy in me um but he does in this what about in Hairspray
0: in what have you seen Hairspray no I have not Ah, I don't know fucking fuck, have not seen that? Not okay, saying. well, he will probably spark some joy. Okay, well, that might spark some joy, but he
1: sparks some joy for me in this. Um, mm. Because, you know, when the film opens up with him and Samuel L. Jackson, and it's just ridiculous, right? His character is ridiculous. The whole film is ridiculous. Um, it's all nonsense. But I just really enjoy it. And every time I watch it, I forget about the stellar performance from Tim Roth. It, it, t- Tim Roth oh, yeah. is... in in the cafe yeah, he is never well, in anything enough. that he isn't brilliant at right um and he's just so he's so you can't take your eyes off him on the screen um and and i i have always said that pulp fiction is my favorite tarantino film um and that's not just because of my fond memories or the fact that it's an excellent film or the story's fantastic that the cast is amazing but because it does stand the test of time for me um you know it's got a very mm. bizarre sort of vintage um
0: vibe to it in a way yeah I think the aesthetic is quite timeless because it's not immediately identifiable when it's set it could really be set in any point like in the 50s in the 60s in the 80s like it's not there's nothing no real pop culture signifiers to kind of make it stand out as one particular era and that's why I think when you watch it like you say it hasn't aged because probably even at the time of watching it, it it didn't seem modern per se like for the aesthetic of it um but yeah when what sort of time did you start watching it because i would fall asleep um
1: well <laughs> i'm usually if i start watching anything after half eight i'm fast asleep i'd gone past tired you know when you go like oh i'm really tired at half eight it's too early to go to bed and then it, i think it was about 10 um so i had a very late night and i was very tired and grumpy the next day but it was worth it it was worth it. And I have to say, uh, there's,
0: it's Uma Thurman for me that really pulls this whole thing together. She's very much not in it much though because I think, obviously when I I watched it for the first time, as I say, this year, kind of expecting she's the centrepiece with that dance and everything, but she's not in it very much no, at all. No, she's so kind, of, they're kind of... It's kind of false advertising. Yeah,
1: it's interesting because she's kind of, she's in the background as a kind of unseen character in a lot of,
0: Places. And she's a plot device yeah. in that a lot of the story is around her, keeping her safe or whatever. But when is. she
1: is on screen, oh she just blows you away, doesn't she? Like she's um because she's so weird. And I think that's the only word
0: I can think of she for her is, is.
1: Weird.
0: she's all like she's obviously beautiful, but she's also quite weird looking. She's extremely tall and lanky. She could be an alien in that respect. Like her features are quite exaggerated. She's really gangly, um, and she's beautiful in a way that is quite alien, and that's very interesting to watch rather than just someone that's just hot. Yeah,
1: well, that, and that's it, isn't it? she's almost like almost ethereally beautiful, but in a very angular way. She's just, she's just different. She's not what you would expect her to be, and I think um, like that there are still some parts of that interaction between her and Vince Vega with her. John Travolta are my favourite parts of that movie. Like the first time he turns up and everything's all like really modern with the intercom and you know she's upstairs just racking up a load of lines of coke, you know, ready to go. And I just and watching him, the whole thing is very surreal. Um, and I and that's what sort of sets the tone for me about his journey in the film. I I just really I really enjoy it. I really enjoy um, really enjoy the comfort of it, like the comfort of knowing what's going to happen. And knowing that um, I'm going to be excited by it, even though I know exactly how it's going to end. So, yeah, I mean, that that for me was a really enjoyable kind of heart back to, to something I really enjoyed. Um, the first, second, 20th time. And actually, it's funny because we'd... Um, I said to Joe a couple of nights ago, I was like, what I really want is a bad
0: 90s action flick. Oh, that's all I ever want to watch. All I ever want to watch. Um, Not bad, but just... I basically want to watch The Fugitive. Yes. Yes. Again and again and well, again. But not, not the the fugitive, but I want to watch a film basically like that, that standard quality, hopefully starring Harrison Ford with some iconic lines. Like I know exactly what you mean. There's sometimes you're like, Oh that's all that's, that's just what I want. We've been
1: accidentally watching a lot a lot of Bruce Willis films. Um It's a good accident. Very good accident. I mean how many of them are good? Very, very little. What ones are you so watching? So what we had recently watched is the Jackal. Nineteen ninety nine. I haven't uh, seen I've, it. Well it depends what you're it. looking for, Lucy, because Bruce Willis actually is very good as a um like an assassin that has lots of disguises and is very cool. Um but his nemesis in the film is Richard Gere playing in a Northern Irish IRA. Fuck off. <laughs> and it is the worst Northern Irish accent
0: not Richard I've Gere. ever heard. It is Fucking atrocious. I mean, have you watched Patriot Games? Yes. Because we went through a, a Harrison Ford and you've got Sean Bean, who is, you know, Sheffield. We love Sean Bean on the podcast. Um, he does a Northern Irish accent, which is not great, but at least he's, like, regionally, it's not a million miles away from his accent. Fucking Richard Gere does not look like he's ever no, been, I haven't you know, told you the best bit, for he, he just hasn't got the features. The, the best bit is... Um, Richard Gere (laughs) co-stars alongside Sidney Poitier. Mr. Sidney Poitier, okay. Um, He's not Northern Irish. No, he's a US police agent, FBI agent. Okay. Richard Gere's Northern Irish
1: accent in, in The Jackal even overshadow- overshadows the fucking atrocious Russian accent from the woman who's in it. So, it, I mean, it's hilarious. And it was quite fun. I need to watch it. I think you quite enjoy it. I think it's on BBC I need I to at it. least Google the accent. Just get I a need clip to, of I him need to Google the getting accent. really emotional in Northern Irish. Because it's, I mean, it's insulting, quite frankly, to northern ireland
0: oh my god to the peace process yeah oh. like come on you could have undone the whole thing richard think ahead i wouldn't be surprised if he had oh um, but <laughs> i'm laughing and i've even but, heard but it. you know what And
1: the funny thing about that is that like bruce willis is quite good in that um and he's very good in pulp fiction uh, and that was where i was going with this and that you know you forget how many things he pops up in he has such a like what's essentially quite a small part in pulp fiction
0: but he's awesome but yeah he it is his part is in a really exciting part of the film his plot line them escaping and all that from the uh gimp shop as i'm gonna call it yeah all of that the the fight and all that the the um boxing match is is a good it's a good part of the film and he is he's just got charisma and that's why he's a movie star and that's why he he was able to carry so many of those big blockbuster empty action films it's because he filled them with his screen presence yeah charisma. totally totally and i you know you know I'm and Ray he's Bruce. got a good sense of humor like i know you love him absolutely love him um he's also i say he's got a good sense of humor like i know him that's not i mean he's got comic timing like he's very yeah he's funny and he's also he started off in comedies i believe uh
1: i think he, you might be right but he's also got a sense of humor about himself so there are times when you see him do something and you can tell that he knows it's ridiculous. Um. And that I quite like that because it's nice to you know he he has a bit of a bit of kind of piss taking of himself,
0: mm. yeah, yep. Yeah, Bruce is good. Bruce does what he what he says on the tin, and I particularly enjoy his cameo. It's not really a cameo, but his uh, guest role in Friends. I literally think he's so funny in that. Yeah,
1: I mean you know he he lifted up a show I dislike greatly with his cameo. Do you hate I it? Just, don't think it's funny Lucy I and I and I'm sorry it's just been on so much that it is like uh. I missed the boat with it I didn't I didn't watch it when it was the thing um and now I look back
0: and I think no yeah I think it would be very hard to come to it new Mm. and be moved be charmed find it funny because it's quite dated and if you don't already know the characters you're not going to let things go you're just going to be like that's not funny. Like laughter chat, annoying.
1: It just never clicked with me. I understand why people loved it so much. Just never clicked for me. However, I, I will allow that um, it is hilarious when Bruce Willis turns up, dating Jennifer Aniston, and also being the father of the girl that Ross is banging. So I, you know, I I remember the episode. It's called Bruce Willis in it, um, of course. So hijinks and so Jude. this is now not the something old something new
0: podcast. This is the Bruce Willis podcast. Um, this is just chatting about everything, about bad accents, about Bruce Willis, about friends, about ninety sitcoms that didn't age well, but you still love. It's just books, whatever. Yeah, anything we want. Whatever, whatever. 15 but, minutes of joy for you all. But I will, I will try and get us back on track with my... So you've done something old, so I'll do something new. So like many people um, in the UK and in the world, I would say, judging by the Netflix ratings, I have watched, I have binged, and I have completed Squid Game, which is South, yeah, which is a South Korean um, show by, it's created by Hwang Dong Hyuk. So if I've said that wrong, I hate it when people go, oh, excuse my pronunciation, but I I do want you to excuse me. I've done my best there. Um, Sounds like you've nailed it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't, you haven't watched it, have you, Emma? No, I haven't. So So I don't. Want to do spoilers? Are you going to watch it? I'm not going to do spoilers anyway. I probably will at some
1: point, um, but I recommend be you do. Interested to hear your thoughts on it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give a. I assume you know something about what it's about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. vaguely. So it's so a okay. load of people who go into a thing to win money and have to pay children's games.
0: Yes, yeah. basically. So people have described it to me as a combination of the Hunger Games and Saw, which led me to think it would be a bit different to what it actually is i've heard
1: hunger games and black mirror
0: yes that's probably a more accurate um description because saw makes i thought they were all gonna die in like increasingly inventive ways but that's not the case oh Um, interesting okay first couple of episodes because that's what i was expecting and i you know i'm a bit squeamish with horror but i was told it wasn't scary and it isn't scary but it is quite brutal and that's the thing when you're like You've they build up the characters in a way that you do care about them. Mm. So when it gets to certain points, you're like, oh no, I don't want that to happen to that person. I don't want that to happen. Um which is obviously really effective and that's worked really well. Um but yeah, I remember by the second it's just the second episode, I was like, I'm finding this sad. I'm not finding this like fun and like ooh, scary ooh. and gruesome. Um but it does yeah, because basically these people have entered this game. They've been offered to enter this game where they can win, I think the amount, it equals to about 27 million pounds, which I don't know what that would be in dollars, maybe about just under $50 million. Yeah, about that. Um, So they compete and they all have, basically they're all in loads of debt, these people. So they've been targeted because of their debt. Um, And they've all got various backstories as to why they're in debt, why they need the money, why they're Mm -hmm. competing. Um, And it just goes from there, basically there's people are eliminated and that can be quite brutal and it's quite clearly like a um just a takedown of capitalism really and commercialism
1: so can I ask Lucy um because obviously I've read things about it I just haven't watched it yet did you watch it with
0: voiceover or subtitles no you have to watch it with subtitles yeah well that's what I'm sorry. I
1: thought but apparently People's that's not um, some people
0: don't I know well I watched Gogglebox I don't know if you've ever watched Gogglebox mm. For listeners outside of the UK, Gogglebox is a show about people watching TV, as in they will watch real TV and their reactions are filmed. It's quite, it's quite entertaining. Um, but they watched it on there and it was dubbed and it sounded so shit, like terrible American accents. They all sounded the Ooh. same. And I think the dialogue just completely lost any nuance. Um, I will say some of the acting is quite OTT. I think that's just the style. I don't know if that's just like okay. sometimes Korean, Korean TV to us seems quite over the top. And there is a bit, um, I won't give anything away, but Western actors enter it and they're okay. just shit. It's so over the top and ridiculous. We're just looking at each other like, what the fuck? One one guy sounds like Will Ferrell. <laughs> I'm literally like, this is supposed to be like serious and quite horrific and you sound like Will Ferrell. Oh my God. Uh, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. So that was a bit, there are some loose ends and the ending for me didn't have the impact I thought it would from how it built up, but I really enjoyed it, and it was quite bingy. I was like, I need to watch the next one, I need to watch the next See, one. cried, oh, made me cry. Really?
1: See, I'm thinking yeah, it's it's, emotional. Um, it's something I might want to spend a Sunday binging. Um,
0: you might need to stop at points and just be like, bah, I'm sad. But, you can, yeah, it's about, it's nine episodes, one of which is half an hour, I think the rest are an hour. So you could do it if you really put your mind to it. We just watched it over a week and I watched a couple of nights sometimes. Um, once you get into it, it starts a bit, it doesn't start slow. But yeah, I just thought it'd be like cartoon violence. And actually I'm like, oh, I care. I care now. And now I'm like, ah. but that well, that's obviously good. And that's good programming. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. And I realize we never actually do this, but I'm going to give it four bloops because it's new and I feel like. We should start doing that sort of thing. So yeah, squid game. I'm gonna give a couple of shout-outs actually. Um, because there's some really strong there's you know what? There's lots of very good looking people in the show. So I've seen some of the cast. They are yes, beautiful. Bloody hell. You've got some like proper like K pop looking guys. The girl in it, Sabiock, um the sort of main female character is just absolutely stunning. She's, I think she's now the face of like Louis Vuitton or something, but she's got such a captivating face. I'm like, I just want to look at your face all the time. Oh wow. And yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I just was a bit disappointed and there's something they do, um, like a plot point that's quite emotional is then reversed by the end. And you're like, Oh, that kind of undermines everything that I felt. Um, which again, isn't really a spoiler unless you've seen it, but, Yes, really enjoyed it. And I do recommend it if you're wanting something just quite, it's just quite compulsive viewing. Um, And I like, I like watching stuff with subtitles. I like, I think it opens you up to a lot more. I do. Uh, media that you would never watch. And I'm glad this has got the notoriety. Like after, did you ever watch Parasite? Which is yes. so fantastic. I'm, yeah. Parasite was so,
1: incredible.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, South Korea has been making great horror films for years and years. Not that Parasite is. But obviously won the best Oscar. And I just think we actually started watching just before I gave birth. Um, what was it called? It was a South Korean show. I think it was called Kingdom. And it was about like a zombie outbreak in like the 12th century or something. Really good. But after I had a baby, I was like, it's a bit intense for me. There's lots of man eating, flesh eating zombies. No. But yeah, just the shows are really, Um, I just think they're really different, really unique. And just, yeah. I was enjoyable. trained
1: to Busan, South Korean? yep South Korea yeah, as well
0: that was that's excellent. very good fucking yeah.
1: terrifying that I had nightmares about yeah. the weeks um, yeah yeah I, so I like subtitles if I'm in the mood for subtitles I have to you do
0: have to be in the yeah, mood
1: yeah I really really have to be in the mood for it and um, it's a it's a challenge I, I just can't engage if I'm not you know quite often after a long day at work I'm you know I've been staring at a screen all day I don't want to go and stare and read stuff I just want to sort of look at people's faces blurrily <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean, but it's it's good in another way because it means like you can't look at your phone, you can't be distracted, you have to just focus. That's kind of what I mean though when I say binging it all day. I don't know if you'll be able to because you'll just have to read and don't just don't have it dubbed. Yeah, because that might be a bit exhausting. What they're moment. dubbing. Yeah, what they're dubbing isn't actually really what's being said, so you're losing quite a lot. No, and this is some of the stuff that
1: I've been reading about It's like the translation is just a bit dodgy in general. Um which is interesting.
0: I would recommend it, and I think it—you know—it's one season. It doesn't take long, really. You could do it in a week, quite easily, if you if you could just dedicate yourself to it and reading. Um, and yeah, let me know what, what you think once you've I watched will. it because I did like it. A lot of Halloween inspiration as well. Ooh. I will say Halloween costumes. Oh, nice. Yeah, important nice. for this time of year. Very important as we uh, move into in three weeks today, Halloween. I know. I've got some of my decks up um, in the front room. Not like... I don't do, like, scary, horrible stuff. I do, like, sort of pumpkins and just more of a witchy vibe. Yeah, but you don't want to terrify your daughter, vibe. do
1: you? You know, she is only no, one.
0: No, she just keeps picking up the pumpkins and um, trying to eat them. But they're covered in glitter, so that's probably not safe. But no wonder she tries <laughs> to keep picking them up and eat them. <laughs> Ooh, get <catch> me orange! <laughs> sparkle, sparkle! Yes. Um, so... Onto you and your something new.
1: My something new. So uh, I watched four episodes of an ITV drama that was released last month, which is the second series of of something that I thoroughly enjoyed. So a few years back, uh, Martin Clunes starred in the TV show Manhunt. Uh, about, yes, I watched it. Uh, and he was amazing, right? So then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, there's a season two. And we're like, what? What? what are you talking about? Um, so there's a season two of Manhunt, which is about the Night Stalker of Southeast London, and this guy um, robbed, uh, uh, trigger warning, raped, and sometimes killed elderly people in the Southeast London area for something like thirty years. Yeah, horrific. Fuck I don't hell. remember
0: this at all. I don't remember this.
1: No, I but legit. No, real thing. I don't remember this. No, unbelievable. Anyway, so this is a a four-part series. Uh, Martin Martin Cleans plays Colin Sutton, who um, does a lot of really interesting like true crime memoir um, stuff. You know, he was responsible for catching
0: Levi Belfield? Yes. So is it the same character, same detective? Yeah,
1: same character. So he's about to retire, um, and then they ask him to go in and... um, and kind of take a look at the investigation into the Night Stalker because it's stalled, um, they've never done anything else, and he kind of gets the impression that it might be a way to make him go out looking like a fool after he'd obviously caught Belfield and, you know, saved saved everybody from the killer of Millie Dowler and many other women, um, just Millie. But actually, what happens... So there's this whole thing about, like, you know, he's working with the task force and... um, he's trying to gain their trust and their support and everything There's a few kind of internal dramas there's this huge i don't want to give too many spoilers but um huge operation to catch the guy um and it is just i don't know what it is about martin clunes but in this character in this role he is captivating because he's not he's not Brash or aggressive, or you know, really forthright. He's gentle and considered and intelligent and kind. And there's something about seeing a character like that in a police procedural that you don't see very often. Um, and it was absolutely fascinating. I've got to say, he blew me away again, again. Um, so I would highly recommend watching it. There are some interesting performances within it as well. Um, it- Nobody that I recognise. So some quite sort of up and coming, or you know, actors getting a slightly bigger part in shows where they've maybe done smaller parts before. Um it's gripping. It's four parts instead of three, which is fantastic, and it is all available on ITV Hub now, so you binge the whole thing. Um, but what amazed me about it was that so they caught the guy in two thousand and six. So it's not old. So is this set before?
0: Oh no, it must be later the last than that then. one. It's after Millie. I mean she di- she was murdered what like 2003 2004? Yeah, so it's not long after. Right, but they didn't catch him for ages though. Didn't did they? Yeah, but he started in like the 80s. No, I'm talking about Levi Belfield. Oh, so maybe maybe my dates are off. Maybe my dates are off. I, I can't remember. Because oh, I don't know. Maybe mine are off. I just don't remember him being caught. No, I think that you're right quick. about Millie. Maybe he was. I'm going to google it. Um the classic Carry on.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so I I just for something that is a little bit different, um, in that it's not uh, flashy.
0: He was just to go back. Sorry, he was um, found guilty on twenty fifth of February two thousand eight. So I guess it was kind of a little bit before they actually got him. Oh no, he's apprehended on in two thousand and four. So yeah, you must be right. Sorry. Oh yeah, I, I mean, must be. Probably, wow. He he wasn't. Um, he wasn't sentenced until it,
1: it was just. It's then. one of those things where um, I should have known. I should have known about this, and I didn't. I knew nothing about it. The amount of victims, and there was some. There were a few scenes in it where um, it really caught me by surprise in terms of like the fear I felt. Um, it was very, very well staged, very well structured. Um you really got to feel something for the characters who were involved not just Colin Sutton everybody else as well um, and it, you know again i think the thing for me that makes it really enjoyable is that it's not a line of duty or waking the dead or a you know let's say cold feet then that's not what i mean <laughs> silent <laughs> witness you know all of that stuff it's it, it's not rough it's just clever Um, it's emotional and it's really, uh, I I think very, uh, considerate of and respectful to the victims, uh, which I think is really important. Um, I'd highly recommend it for a watch. I mean, it is, it's British crime drama at its peak.
0: Wow. I mean, I have to say, I think, I don't know if it's a combination of having a baby and I just can't really do true crime anymore. Like I used to listen to Case File podcast, which I think you used to listen to as well. Um, I used to love it, and now I'm just like, oh, and like what happened with Sarah Everard, which is a case here recently, which is just horrific as well. I'm like, I don't think I can watch anything where the murder of people is. I, you know what I'm gonna say is entertainment. I've just watched Squid Game, which is exactly that, but that's not real. This is it's watching something that actually happened to someone. As entertainment, like there's on Channel 4 at the moment. I don't know if you know, I think Ian Rankin, who's a top crime yeah. writer, I know you know that, but just to tell With the audience if don't know, he has scripted a murder for like viewers to participate in, and um solve on Channel 4. And I'm just like, it's not actually entertainment, it's like a young woman's been murdered. It's like, yeah, that happens fucking all the time. And you're doing a TV show literally where people go, wow, she did this. So she might, it's like, I find it very distasteful, especially in the current environment. I think environment distasteful.
1: Where I'm actually really disappointed in Ian Rankin. Um, I didn't, that there's a part of it where you look at it and you think, you know, fine, make a documentary if you're respectful about it after a certain period of time for a reason, not just for, you know, um
0: you can definitely purposes. be respectful and i i don't necessarily think but, ban true crime because you can do it respectfully and i think case file always did yeah but this but is something for that me personally it's
1: too hard hits home too hard right now doesn't it you know 100
0: percent. i think they should have shelved it at least to a time where we're not women are not everywhere discussing their own safety and how to prevent being murdered um and the role the police have played um whether in the Sarah Everard case where a police officer murdered her and used his badge to lure her into the car or the it's way the police right have
1: if you're unsure just um ask for some bus. ID get on
0: a bus uh, or run away yeah so that's fine um but yeah i just think that that specific show is, seems very irresponsible right now um but yeah, I mean, I watched the manhunt, the, the first one, and really enjoyed it. And I I thought it was respectful. But then, like, Millie Dowler's family were really upset by it. And that's who you kind of have to listen to. Um, I've, so I've hard, watched them it? all, pretty much. I've watched... Um, did you watch the one with Martin Freeman? Confession? Yeah. Now, that was fantastic drama. Um, with, and was so respectful.
1: With Thingy from EastEnders.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Matthew. Yeah. yeah. Matthew, I think he was yeah. in EastEnders. <laughs> so it's called A Confession and it was on ITV, which British, British channel. Martin Freeman was in it. Um, uh, what's her name? Imelda Staunton, fantastic. And who's that lady? Siobhan, who was also in Time. Siobhan something? Oh, damn it. Uh, yeah, what was her name? Oh, I thought I was going to be really slick and remember it. But anyway, if you like true crime, that is done really respectfully. But I do think it's just a personal preference. At the moment I'm a bit oh, I d I don't know if I wanna what like I think in how like twenty years time, ten years time are they gonna be doing a, a show about Sarah? And I'm like, eh, I just my my appetite for it is gone. But it, it sounds very good what you've um what you've said. And also I've never heard of that case and I am no, I to look it up.
1: Which is what baffled me because all of the areas I knew so well. That's what was terrifying about it. I suppose um, if it was
0: 2006, how old would you have been then? 17. Pretty young. Yeah, so you, you might not have been aware. like You might not remember it happening if he was apprehended. No, it probably wasn't really did in they, my did, kind
1: of line of sight then, I suppose.
0: Did they know that the crimes were linked at the time and they were just trying to find out? Or did it seem like he was DNA. just horrible, random stuff? Um, but they didn't have many matches. They,
1: didn't have, they couldn't match it to anyone it's really interesting and actually i then went and read up about the investigation and the task force and um the whole thing is really interesting how they how they pushed uh to so hard it's called operation minstead um and at one point they have a little. don't i and then they have a little a little sub one called Minstead Light uh, for a little while, which is like a slight change in tactics. And that's amusing. Um, but it, yeah, it's just, it's really, really clever the way that they, um you know, Martin Clunes came in. Martin Clunes, he wasn't a policeman. Colin Sutton came in. He just in came and, in and, and did it. Yeah, Martin Clunes solved the case. And what more do you need to know? I'd recommend you watch it when you feel like watching it, because it's not pleasant. Um, It's not, you know, grotesque or overly no, gratuitous. No, and I know they...
0: They are responsible when they do these but things. But there are like some, TV and I think I think they make really good, really good um, true yeah. crime shows. There are some brutal just, scenes. We'll see. Maybe one day I'll feel like you know what I want to read about true crime. I want to I want to listen to it and I want to watch it. But yeah, at the moment I just feel a bit like eh. But then you know, Squid Game was very murderous, but at least it wasn't based on a true story that we know of. Yeah, we that we know, know of yet. Um, yeah, let's not give anyone out. any inspiration
1: um,
0: Yeah,
1: what's your something
0: old loose? so my something old is an absolute stone cold classic I'm surprised I am I know it's been brought up before as an influence to other stuff we've covered um, but it was on at about five o'clock today perfect Sunday afternoon film and it is the 1985 not Steven Spielberg directed but Steven Spielberg produced, I suppose. Um the Goonies.
1: Oh, the Goonies.
0: I love the Goonies. Who oh, doesn't love the so Goonies? So much. God, I, I was seen, so like, happy ages. when I saw it was on. It was on Channel Five. Oh. Go and get it on your player. Um yeah, I just love it. I love the setting, like the kind of um Western seaboard or Pacific Seaboard, whatever they call it. I love the little guys in it. I love Mouth. I love Corey Feldman, uh, Sean Astin. I was just like Baby Sam. I just you love it. You so always forget. I always forget he was in the Goonies. And I know. Every time I watch it, I'm like,
1: "Oh it's Sam. Oh, it just the
0: the nostalgia of that film. It is off. It's just, just the nothing charts. better, is there? Nothing better. It's really like a warm hug. Um, Josh Brolin, such a hunk. Even then, I said to Aaron, I was like, that's Thanos. He was like, Yeah. I was like, Yeah, it's Thanos. It's like, it doesn't look like him, he's not purple, but it's Thanos. We you coloured him in with a Sharpie. It's um yeah, you know, Len says this all
1: the time. Uh, but th- that is such a perfect Sunday afternoon film.
0: Yeah. Oh. I invented the saying it's a Sunday afternoon film, by the way. That wasn't Len. It's me. I'm the I'm the one. Okay. Um but even just, yeah, just watching it as I did, it's fine. Um, Stranger Things just drew so much from it um, and did really well with it but it's quite surprising some of the dialogue and how I'm not actually sure how old they're supposed to be how old are they like 11 or 12 that's what I always assumed yeah so sort of like pre but some of their conversations when it gets a little bit not like sexual but they're making them kind of jokes I'm like yeah. the 80s really didn't care about that sort of thing no. in those days how, the 80s is totally cool that. about anything like you know do what you like guys yeah, anything goes. Um, but yeah, it's just really enjoyable to watch, and obviously, Sloth and the Costellos. Hey guys, um, the pirate ship, the friendship, the brother, the the relationship between um, Sean Aston, whose n- character name is Mikey, and Josh Brolin, whose character name is Brand. Their like brotherly relationship, and the fact that josh brolin can kind of like not pick on them but he's the older brother but actually he's seen as a bit of a loser as well even though he's really hot so it's like why would he be the loser this doesn't make any sense um but he can't drive and he gets bullied and stuff not bullied but they kind of pick on him a bit um but yeah i just it's it's one one of those films comforting
1: yeah and it's one of those films that's from a time isn't it so you know you've got um the goonies and uh, what's wrong with me river
0: phoenix oh stand by me thank yeah.
1: you um and kind of all of that era of young preteen or early teen boys and their friendship groups and the trials and tribulations they go through okay the goonies as
0: a pirate ship is a
1: bit different um but it's but the i same know what you feel. mean
0: it's that preteen friendship yeah um, in a time where you could have adventures and it wasn't just sitting on your own yeah um
1: it's really, there's something very kind of golden age
0: about it. It is. And it's just, oh, just watching it just make, literally makes you feel better. It's just makes, it's like, oh, everything's okay because I'm watching this. I'm seeing the truffle shuffle and I just feel, I've just had a nice roast dinner. And now I'm watching the Goonies. And yeah, that was my something old. It was like a bolt of inspiration. Just when I saw what it was on, I was like, I'm going to talk about that. because
1: Lucy, you've nailed it. your Sunday roast dinner. The I have. Yeah.
0: That's amazing.
1: Um, can I give an honorary mention for something new?
0: Yes, I might also do the same. So not... let's, let's do it.
1: Last Sunday, I went to the cinema for the first time in about two Ooh. and a half years.
0: There's only one film out. So did you see that one film? We did go to see No Time to Die.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, now, I am not... I'm not a massive James Bond fan. I like James Bond. Uh, I'll watch it. I wouldn't ordinarily go to the cinema, but AJ paid. Be it was five pound a ticket. Um, I have to say that it was beautifully shot. Um, Hans Zimmer's score was unbelievable. Um, Lucy, have you seen it?
0: No. Okay.
1: And, and I'm not going to give any spoilers to anyone. And I've said this like for the last week when people have asked me about it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but the way that they ended it was bloody clever. And I really hope they hold that um, because I think it was right. And I really, so the Saturday night we'd rewatched Spectre. Um, so
0: shit. I think that is dog shit. And I, after average, that, I was like, it's retire retire James Bond because this film is fucking shit no time to I've, die I've... it's good well, I thought Skyfall was good mm, yeah Skyfall was um, good and I like Casino Royale um, but I thought Spectre was dog shit and by that point I was like they need to just end dog this shit. character because who gives a fuck anymore it's just ridiculous like the plot holes in that film and so I'm kind of like done with James Bond after watching that and I've heard good things about this film it's very long apparently we just spent three hours in the cinema it's two hours 43 that's too long for james bond i'm sorry um but obviously great director what's the name phoebe waller bridge scripted it did she not so i'm sure it's it is good and will i watch it if it's come on comes on tv maybe i just think retire bond now it's it's dated him as a character does not fit in this modern world and if you change him too much to fit in with the modern world, then he's not James Bond. James Bond's a misogynist with a drinking problem. That's okay. Well, it's not, but that's the character. But I don't want to see it anymore. I'm bored. I'm bored of the casual sexism, to be honest. I don't want to see it. Get a new spy. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I'm only, I'm only I making very that... passionate. No, I'm making that silent face because I agree
1: with everything that you're saying, <laughs> um, but also can't really comment. Uh, Because I'm going to tell you anything about the film. So
0: okay, fair. No, I mean I've heard good things, and there's you know another thing that's kind of got up my nose is that listening to the radio, watching TV for about a week, it was all just about fucking James Bond. Like James Bond's done this and the film's done that. And it's like, why are you still reporting on this? This It's not news. It's just one film because it's the first film that's been in the cinema for like a decade. (laughs) No, I went to see in the Heights. There have been other films. I know it's like a big British film. Yeah, that's quite good. And it's obviously for the industry; it's a a big deal. But yeah, like I would listen to like six music and stuff in the morning, which is a BBC um, sort of alternative show. And you got the the host talking about I was at the premiere, and then the next show is talking about. I'm like, why are you talking about James Bond so much? I don't. Can you just stop? Not everybody wants to know wants to hear anything about it. Um, I did like his pink jacket at the premiere, so I will give it a little. Well done, that. Daniel Craig. Well done. Um, I just yeah, I I would
1: say when it comes on the telly, or if it comes on demand, uh, watch it in two. Have an
0: interval. Do okay, watch. Yeah, it. I could do that. Have an interval because I, I I miss intervals. Will. Yeah, more films should have intervals. I mean, they only have them when they're long, so maybe they shouldn't. I don't want to. I want to be careful what I wish for there. True. Um, sometimes if who... you go
1: to local cinema, you have an interval. Sometimes here
0: if it's long. If yeah, here if it's long. Um who is your favourite Bond then on the subject of Bond? It's gotta be classic, Sean Connery. Okay. So he's your favourite. So is he your favourite or is, is he the best? Or are they the both the same? Well that's team? really difficult. So I think he's my favourite
1: because I, I'm nostalgic about Sean Connery. Um hmm. R. I R. I do think that in terms of the best, I would put I would put um, Connery, Sean Connery and Daniel Craig neck and neck
0: okay fair enough I think they both play it really well I think this will tell you everything you need to know about me and James One. I like Roger Moore the best I don't care no that's fine Roger Moore is, is it's, camp it's also Roger not, Moore, like funny Pierce Brosnan oh Pierce is good Pierce is Wait, good he's not that I like good as he's well. not the best I hmm li- I don't, I don't mind him. Obviously, Sean, I would say Sean Connery is the best, but my favourite is Roger Moore. And um, "Live and Let Die" is my favourite of the films. You know, bit of voodoo, bit of New Orleans, good theme tune, very camp, very camp one-liners. I bring that side of Bond back. I say I don't want a realistic one. I want, I want a, a nonsense one and a little quip. Yeah, yes.
1: you are right in that respect, Roger Moore. Yeah, you're right I just, that, on that, just that side.
0: Yeah, that's um, a lot of fun to
1: me. What a lovely little five-minute distraction everyone's had there of us yeah. talking about James Bond. Um, that is any, nice. Um, any honourable mentions from you, um, uh Well, I watched Vigil. Did you watch Vigil? No, I've not watched it yet. Because okay, Because it turns out <laughs> that Joe doesn't like Saran Jones, uh, which I think what is the wrong. Fuck? Yeah, what the she fuck? She's a national treasure, said. okay? Okay, and I said, have How you not ever not seen like Dr. Her? Foster? And he said, no, because she's in it. I said, well, you're missing out, aren't you? And that's all I have so to say. he
0: got... Where's he got that he doesn't like her? No, I he didn't watch anything with her. No, I did From Coronation Street. Probably. Move on, Joe. Move on. Um, it's good. It's also got well. Basically, the first couple of episodes was basically you know that meme of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen like from um thing. That was me going Game of Thrones because there's about a thousand Game of Thrones actors in it. Because you got Rose, most notably Rose Leslie's in it. She's who's so... actually what,
1: is she now Rose Harrington.
0: Yes, but not professionally. Uh, she is so good. She is a fantastic actress. I love watching her. Yeah, she's really good. Stannis is in it for a bit. Um, who else is in it from it? Loads of people, but I think a lot of them are just like in the background. Anyway, yeah, it is. It was good. It was different. Like I've never watched a yeah. crime thing set on a submarine.
1: So it's on. my So when Joe goes, Joe signed off sick because he hyperextended his knee.
0: Oh, um, poor thing. So we can't go and fight. Maybe fires. if you liked Saran Jones a bit more. You wouldn't have hyper extended your. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Uh that's so when how it he, works.
1: When he goes back to work, he does two night shifts uh every eight days. So he does like four on, four off, and two of them are night
0: shifts. So I'm just gonna binge it on my own those two nights. It is good. It was a good Sunday night drama. Um yeah, I liked it. So I will give it, I will give it a, a recommendation to you. And that's a good BBC drama. Um people outside of the UK I don't know where you can watch it to be honest I don't know if you get the BBC iPlayer Britbox yeah try that try yeah, that try old that. thing
1: I think you get BBC in America I think you can go to BBC iPlayer in America
0: well give it a go I say yeah if you're give claustrophobic it. don't which watch I'm it. a bit I'm claustrophobic Darren that's a uh, Gemma Collins quip there ah! very niche very niche i kept saying it throughout quite annoying that's a bit niche um, for me even mate to be honest <laughs> i know i'm online too much i'm too fucking online for all the memes too cool You're just too cool aren't you no not cool i don't think knowing jemma collins references is is cool um but now okay that's me um i think that's everything i think so too to Lucy. well that was a good old chat
1: it was I really enjoyed it and we've also we've got recommendations each I'm going to watch Vigil we're going to watch Manhunt
0: yes Yes, watch Squid Game as well
1: and maybe Squid Game yeah
0: watch that first
1: don't let the subtitles put you off it's fine I won't I promise Um, and lots of recommendations for our listeners
0: yeah I hope you found it enjoyable and that you've got something out of it and maybe you've got some things to watch if you haven't already watched squid games or maybe you want to re-watch goonies because everyone's seen the goonies surely
1: yeah all pulp fiction because also great film yeah oh
0: yeah of course recommendations all over the shop um well thank you emma for joining me on this sunday evening thank you lucy for guiding us through our journey oh you're more than welcome um well i'll see you soon and take care everyone out there and tune in to the next show which is going to be a surprise a surprise i think it's going to be not all sequels are created equal that is what my waters are telling me but you know what who knows at the moment we've got two of them off on paternity leave we're just manning the ship and we don't know yeah. what we're doing so the ladies
1: and john are in charge and it's a mess <laughs> the lunatics have taken over the asylum <laughs> yeah Um, but on that note yes thank you Lucy next probably is not equal all sequels are created equal um, but we look forward to whatever it happens to be please tune in
0: if not it'll be great you know us yeah bye guys bye Bye. take care stay safe bye